Have you ever had the feeling you were being watched? My name is August Cruz. A few years ago, I wrote a book called Stalker. It's a fiction about a man who becomes obsessed with a woman he's never actually met. Like most fictions, however, the story has its roots in real stalking cases. Over 25 million people have experienced stalking in their lifetime. Today, we're going to explore one of those cases. Hello, and welcome to episode 8 of My Favorite Prey. I'm August Cruz, and sorry for the delay in posting another episode. There was an, an earthquake, a terrible flood, a burning building with orphans that I had to rescue, locusts, a hailstorm the size of basketballs, then my dog ate my homework. I mean, he would have if I had a dog. Or homework. Anyway, I'm back now. And if you want to reach out with comments, questions, complaints, or preferably compliments, please email me at mfpray22 at gmail.com. That's mfprey22 at gmail.com. Okay, let's get to it. Celebrities are always the focus of gossip scandal, attention. I mean, whether you're up on the movie screen or on TV, the fact that you're there automatically makes you the unwilling target for attention that you never really sought. People go into acting for various reasons, or singing, or what have you. Some want to be famous, some want to do it because they genuinely have a gift and want to express themselves through this art. Whatever the reason, though, once you make it in that world, you're subjecting yourself to constant scrutiny, ridicule, adoration, and of course, let's not forget the paparazzi. Sometimes, as I've discussed before, that kind of attention leads to dangerous situations. Uh, you're going to be playing yourself on NBC come next year mm -hmm. in a film based on your um, your experience with Victims for Victims. Yeah. Uh -huh. And uh, how do you think that's going to uh, change your perception of your career playing yourself? Well, it's a, it's it is a, a rather odd thing to do, but there are a number of reasons why I'm doing it. Um, to get back to the to what happened is that I was attacked about a year and a half ago uh, because a man who was in Scotland saw me in a film called Defiance, which I starred in opposite Jan Michael Vincent. And he saw me in this film, became fixated with me, and traveled to the United States with the only intention being to murder me. And he almost succeeded. His attack on my life resulted in my spending three and a half months in the hospital and becoming a victim of a violent crime. And I went through such horrible, horrible experiences as a crime victim that I felt I needed to form an organization which would send former victims out to meet with more recent victims. Now, there and, was a Miriam Schneider who was very yeah, influential. Right. What happened was, at the end of my hospitalization, I met, by coincidence, Miriam Schneider, who was a former school teacher, and uh, she had been shot in the classroom. And we found we had a lot in common, and that's what prompted the idea, really. 
I somehow realized that although we, we didn't have that much in common as people, that experience of being victimized really gave us an instant rapport. And so with her help and with the help of quite a number of other people, we formed the organization Victims for Victims. It's uh, doing very well in L.A. now. It's almost a year old, and we are eventually going to go national. We're a self-help group, and we help other victims. And... What's going on with the NBC movie is I'm hoping to focus attention on victims of violent crime. And what we'll be doing is a very personal story. It won't be a kind of cut and dry thing about an organization being formed or just about the legal repercussions. It will follow the event itself, the attack, the aftermath of the attack, specifically myself, my family, the problems it created. And in that way, we can show the viewers the problems of a victim without being um, very technical, just showing it through a family story, which will be quite dramatic. And um, hopefully it will focus attention in the way that Mothers Against Drunk Driving, the, the Cam Candy Leitner story, Mad, did on television. It really, really helped that situation with drunk driving, and I hope that this NBC movie will do the same thing for victims of crime. That was Teresa Saldana. You might have seen her in the movie Raging Bull with Robert De Niro, or in the TV series The Commish with Michael Chiklis. I'm dating myself because I saw both, and that just were powerful performances. Raging Bull obviously came out many, many years ago. The commission's been off air for many, many years as well. But nevertheless, definitely check them out if you haven't. She was great in both roles, and in every role that I've ever seen her in. But all the Hollywood glamour and glitz couldn't protect her from a stalker. Teresa was born on August 20th, 1954 in Brooklyn, New York. She was adopted at five days old by Davina and Tony Saldana. She was a very active kid, taking dance lessons, and she loved performing. She had a shoulder injury while being a part of a tumbling team when she was 12, until so she enrolled in acting classes. This is what led her to be noticed by a talent scout while she was in an off-Broadway musical, and she was cast in the 1978 movie Nunzio. Afterwards, she was in the film I Want to Hold Your Hand, which is a movie about Beatle fans trying to see them on the Ed Sullivan Show. This talent that she had and what got her into the performances that she was able to be a part of is what led her to the attention of Arthur Richard Jackson. Arthur was a drifter from Scotland. After seeing Saldana in the movie Defiance, an action noir film in 1980, as she mentioned in the recording, he came to the States illegally with the intention of meeting her and, according to Jackson, wanted to win her over by sending her to eternity. At least that's what he wrote in his journal. On the morning of March 15th, 1982, he went to her home. He wound up getting her address, by the way, from a private detective. If you heard episode one, you'll know that that's how actress Rebecca Schaefer was also located by her stalker and unfortunately paid the ultimate price for that. According to the court documents, a neighbor saw Jackson walking a half block from Saldana's home carrying a black satchel. 30 minutes later, 
The neighbor saw the same guy go by again. Jackson walked back and forth three or four times in the next hour. At 10 a.m., Saldana left her home. As she was about to get into her car, she suddenly heard somebody come up behind her, right over her left shoulder. She turned, and Jackson said very slowly, Are you Teresa Saldana? Saldana immediately attempted to run, but unfortunately Jackson held her. And as she struggled to get away, he stabbed her repeatedly with a five and a half inch hunting knife. The attack was so brutal and savage, and Jackson had used such force while stabbing her that the blade wound up bending. Saldana was severely wounded in the chest and thigh. The attack finally ended when a passerby, Jeff Fenn, restrained Jackson until the police arrived. Several nerve tendons in one of her hands were severed as she attempted to wrestle the knife from Jackson during the attack. She was taken to the hospital, and although she had multiple life-threatening wounds, as you heard, she thankfully survived. While waiting for the police, a witness asked Jackson why he had stabbed Saldana. Jackson replied that it would all be explained by the contents of his black satchel which lay in the street. The satchel contained a document entitled Death Sentence Petition. I mean, if that does sound ominous enough, what does? It also included a diary inscribed with Jackson's name with the title Care of the Office of Michael, the Archangel and Vice President of Heaven. And, just to further show how out of touch this guy was, after he was in prison, he would continue to torment Saldana by writing her such adoring comments as he regretted using a knife on her because, quote, a gun would have given me a better chance of reunion with you in heaven. Yeah. During the trial, Jackson was categorized as a chronic, paranoid schizophrenic who since 1952, had suffered from an obsessive thought pattern, which resulted in compulsive behavior. Basically, what that means is that it's behavior that one pursues without the thought of consequence. As one of the defense psychiatrists testified in plain terms, the man is crazy. Gross understatement, I think. Jackson himself intended to be executed by the state with check this out, music over the public address system and light refreshments for the observers. How considerate. He also went on to say that while he knew that he had no right to kill Saldana, he felt that the laws under which he was acting were of a greater force. His words, guys, not mine. Mr. Jackson, after serving 15 years in prison, was extradited to Britain for trial in connection with a 1966 robbery and homicide. He was sent to a psychiatric hospital where he died in 2004. I'll give you a second to get some tissues if you need to wipe those tears away. After her recovery, Miss Aldana formed Victims for Victims, as you heard. It's an organization devoted to helping others who had 
suffered violent attacks, and to campaign for anti-stalker laws. The experience also inspired Saldana to play herself in the television movie Victims for Victims, the Teresa Saldana story, and she authored the book Beyond Survival, a memoir of her experiences after being attacked. Sadly, Saldana died at age 61 on June 6, 2016, following her hospitalization for pneumonia in Cedar sinai Medical Center. But the impact that she left behind, advocating for victims, trying to reach people, trying to let them know that they're not alone, that there are others who have gone through that, and the change that she helped affect for stalking victims as well, still remains. Fame comes at a price. A lack of privacy, of course, but others like Jackson take it to another level. It shouldn't come as any surprise that if you become a public figure, people are going to become fans and want to reach out to you. And if your passion is for the performing arts or politics or anything related that could launch you into the public spotlight, then you should be aware that not all your fans will have your best interests at heart. Some may only want to photograph or take a selfie, but some like Jackson will want something more. Something a lot more sinister. Mind you, this shouldn't deter someone from pursuing their passion, but it should serve to make them aware of the promise and price of fame. If you or anyone you know have experienced a stalker or think you may have, please don't hesitate to contact Safe Horizon at 800-621-HOPE. That's 800-621-4673. They're available 24 hours a day, and even if they aren't in your city, they can help you get in touch with a local support center. Take care of yourselves. Watch your surroundings. And I hope you join me again.